The 4AM Club. Today I'm back with Hannah. Hannah is an attorney, connoisseur of pop culture and an avid hobbyist. She has a grounded and level voice in the 4AM Club and uses her skills to give balanced views on all topics. In this episode, Hannah will be sharing her journey in navigating life with two kids as some of us start thinking about having another baby. Welcome, Hannah. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me again. So exciting. So this came up because someone on the moms group asked that it might be helpful to have a podcast around what to expect for number two. I suddenly realized I don't know what I'm getting myself into. (laughs) And a lot of people say Mm. it's a lot easier than the first time, but I'd like to know what is easier and then what is really challenging. I'm going to preface this with the most lawyer answer of it all and it's so irritating but you know we all always have to cover ourselves which is it all depends but I will just share where we were at and where I was at and the main differences between my firstborn and my secondborn so my firstborn is Raphael he's now four and my secondborn is Ariella she'll be two in October So there's a difference of about 26, 27 months between them. And when Raphael was born, the metaphor I always gravitated to was I felt like I was a city on a coast and every day there was a tidal wave that came and swept over me. And then the tidal wave receded. And then myself as a city, I was built up again. But then the next day, that tidal wave would come and flatten me again. I felt like every day was just very intense and it was it was really a struggle. And Rafi didn't sleep. He absolutely refused to sleep. So I feel so much empathy for all of the moms that are struggling with sleep with their newborns at the moment because I was I was there. And I also don't function well on little to no sleep or very interrupted sleep. So I really, really struggled. And my postpartum depression was definitely exacerbated by just not sleeping enough. So I really felt that it was a deeply unpleasant experience, the newborn phase, the, you know, fourth trimester. I absolutely loved him. And it was amazing, like being a mom and like learning what that was like. But I I was really, really struggling. And, you know, he was about 27 months when Ariella was born. And when Ariella was born, I just, I felt so much more in control. I felt like I knew what to do. I had my list of like experts to consult. If I needed a chiropractor, I knew who the chiropractor was. I didn't have to ask 16 moms to like find out their opinions and then do a pros and cons list. I could just be like, yes, this is the person I'm going to. Or I had my lactation consultant on speed dial. She knew where I was going to be. I made an appointment with her on the same day that Ariella was born and all of these things. I was really proactive and I had all this stuff. So I felt very much more in control. And Ariella was a totally different baby compared to Raphael. She was, first of all, she was 700 grams heavier than him. So she was eating like a champion. Like I was really struggling with Rafi and gaining weight. Breastfeeding was super easy. My body knew what to do. I knew what to do. She took to it like an absolute natural. So all of these things were so much easier. And she slept. 
I finally had a baby that was sleeping according to a textbook. And it was amazing. Like I, I'd feed her and I'd put her to sleep and she'd sleep in a bassinet with the TV on next to me for like two hours. And I could work and I could do whatever. And I had all these plans. I was going to sleep train her at the same time that I slept train Ruffy and I didn't need to sleep train her. And she just started sleeping through the night at, you know, I think it was 10 or 11 weeks, which is crazy. So I was in a much better space. But the biggest struggle in that newborn time with my second was how much attention Raphael was demanding of me because his whole little life had shifted and now there was this new baby and where I was really excited that I was going to have this like newborn experience that I kind of missed out on with Raphael I couldn't have that amazing newborn experience as much as I wanted to with Ariella because I had a crying toddler who was also demanding my attention and of course I can't just be like sorry the baby needs to be fed because Raphael also needs to be fed or he also needs some love or attention or whatever and I, I do have lots of help like I've got an amazing nanny and my husband is just an incredible hands-on father but it was still really intense and when Ariella was two weeks old Rafi just got very frustrated with something and he dropped a stapler straight on her head she was two weeks and he dropped a stapler on her head Luckily, she was absolutely fine, but I was just like, oh my word, this poor child of mine is really struggling and my baby might be in serious danger, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it, it has gotten so much better. But I think for me, that was such an, it was such a huge difference, but I felt so much more confident with my parenting of Ariella when she came around that it just didn't hold as much terror and stress about every single little decision. I'm like, I've done this before. Mm -hmm. I did it probably okay, because Ruffy is fine. So clearly I did something, right? I'm gonna do the same thing with Ariella. Like, oh, she's got a, na a nappy rash. Cool, I know exactly what I'm gonna do. You know, she's got a temperature. Okay, well, this is what I did with Ruffy. This is what I'm gonna do with her. So yeah, I think there was a huge difference in, in that respect, yeah. And how did you manage Rafi and baby time so that you had at least partly yeah. some of the experience with baby while still giving attention to Rafi? Because I've heard that dad sort of starts taking over toddler a little bit more because they're more manageable. They don't need you as much. And then you become almost default for baby. Mm. Yeah, that is definitely what, what did happen with us. So for example, like the bedtime routine, my husband would do with Raphael and then I would be feeding Ariella. Obviously, Alessandra can't do that. So yeah, that was definitely one of the ways we divided that labor. But then of course, there is a bit of a disconnect between mom and Rafi. But some of the tactics I would use is I would never blame Ariella for why I couldn't do something with him because I didn't want to like build resentment in him towards his little mm -hmm. sister. So if she needed to be fed and he wanted me to play with him, I wouldn't say, I can't, the baby needs to be fed. So I need to do that. I would sort of do say something like, oh, I'd really like to, I'm just busy now, but as soon as I'm done here, let's go play blocks or let's play with your magnetic tiles. So like he kind of had a plan of, of what we would be doing. Yeah. 
and and I do think that there there will be a division of parenting responsibilities that might be a look a little bit skewed in the beginning, but for us it definitely went back to a much more equal division when Ariella was a bit older, and now we take turns. So for example, I'll do bedtime routine with Raphael and then the next night dad will do it with Raphael. And in the morning I'll get Ariel addressed and then dad will do Rafi. So we do really swap a lot of those responsibilities to enable us to, to get time with the kids. And another really helpful thing that I think it's from big little feelings, especially with a, with a toddler, with a new sibling is to have special time with the toddler or the the oldest child that is specifically for them to do something that they want to do. The baby is in another room being looked after by another parent. And then now it's 10 minutes with mom today, just doing whatever you want to do. And even if it's a really short break, they really respond to that. So we, we did try hard to do that, but it is quite tricky just to even find those those breaks to have one-on-one parenting with each child so that's definitely a a challenge that that we are facing but it's something we we do work towards some of the new moms are really struggling with their partners not knowing what to do and Mm -hmm. are feeling concerned that if there's another child the same thing is going to happen what was it like in your experience I know you said that your husband is a hands-on dad having gone through it before was it easier for your partner the second time around? It was. It was easier for him. He He's always been, from the moment Raphael was born, just like very ready to get his hands dirty. Like figuratively, literally, whatever. He was, he was always ready for that. And I actually did ask him now what his experience was between having one and having two and the first thing he said was having two is much more expensive and I'm like yes it is yes it is but emotionally (laughs) but emotionally he sort of echoed what what I said was it was just we, we just had a better idea of what to do I do think that even if you have the most hands-on partner and I really do and I'm so I'm so grateful to him and for him moms will always bear the brunt of the emotional labor or 99% of moms will bear the brunt of the emotional labor of raising a child it's just an interesting dynamic because there were times where I felt very frustrated that I was the one reading parenting books and I was the one researching baby-led weaning or are we going to do purees like how are we going to do this and I sometimes did feel that there was a lot more pressure on me to do all those things but by the time the second kid rolled around because I had made all those decisions in the beginning that I felt worked well for our family and Alessandra was so on board with them by the time Ariella rolled around I didn't feel that that tension or that frustration I didn't feel like I needed to like sit down and educate Alessandro because he already knew everything because I explained it with Raphael and, and he had gotten on board with it. And when Ariella was born, he actually did read some of the books that I asked him to read. And he doesn't necessarily agree with absolutely everything, but we have a really good way of discussing discussing things. It's really hard because even if, as I said, with the support of partner, 
your burden as a mom will usually be greater. And that does obviously increase with a second child. Mm. But it does help to be so much more self-assured in how you've done this before that you're like, I've done it before. I can do it again. If moms do want their partners to just be a bit more helpful is to just be very honest and open about the fact that they need help in what way. So when Renee podcasted with me, she was asking, what things do you give up? (laughs) And I was like, everything. But what I said to her was one of my concerns about having a second child is you you get to two and you finally feel yourself again, hormonally, physically, mm. routine. It it feels like there's a harmony within the family dynamic and the mental and emotional, I'm going to use the word dread of having to be stuck in my house again with a newborn and the monotony it just frightens me with that first experience and working through this oh my gosh this is absolutely and totally life-changing my whole life has now shifted to revolve around another human being and even if I want things for myself I'm always going to have to carve out time from them to do it and so getting to this place where I've carved out time when he's at school to do things for myself whether it's work or recreational Mm -hmm. having to go through that just to to get to another point of like assimilating a child and I know I know that's really Mm -hmm. selfish but I think that's Mm -hmm. the point of this podcast is as moms we tell other people this and they're like oh but you'll have like another really precious button yes I will but I also know the cost now. Before I didn't know the cost. Now I know the cost. Was it easier? Again, was in that regard, in the struggling of your identity, did it change? I think it was easier. No, it, it was easier for me, 100%. That monumental shift of becoming a parent and becoming a mother, and that shift happens with the first child. So you're sort of in that feeling or or stage by the time the second rolls around so it doesn't hit you as hard that aspect of your whole life changing but yes you do sort of feel like you're finally coming back to yourself and then you've got this this another little baby that you've that you go through this process with but I, I did I did feel it was easier to find myself again who I was not just in a mom capacity but as a person But yeah, another thing my husband and I were talking about now is we always thought when we just had Rafi that we had no time for ourselves individually to do what we needed to do, or maybe not needed to do, but like wanted to do. But that's even more difficult with two kids. And I already thought it was bad with one. And now two, I'm just like, this is hectic. But I also think that, you know, we've gotten to quite a nice stage where we are able to give each other the time that we need for ourselves I think we could both do with more time but we are doing the best that we can and and yeah we do each have our own individual time to recharge which is nice and we just I think we we found that balance much easier the second time around 
something I do admire about you is the way you do work through things like this. You don't get caught up in it, but you take steps to make sure that you are doing the best you can with the situation you have. And so you've mentioned this thing of making sure you have time for your own things. Are there other are there other things that you found were helpful with your second to ensure that it remained easy, I guess? You know, I just think so much of it boils down to the kind of child that you have. My firstborn, I like to call him spicy. He has got his dad's Italian personality and it is very intense and if something goes wrong it is a disaster but then he has like a buildup of emotion and it and there's an eruption but then he very quickly like calms down he just has to get it out and my husband is like that and I'm just like sometimes like my goodness this is just <laughs> a lot of it of feelings my daughter has a little bit of that but is generally just a more chilled sort of little girl and kind of does her own thing and doesn't really get get too upset so I think when you've got a personality difference with a, a child that also just isn't going to be quite as demanding or whatever that also makes it makes it a lot easier but that's not particularly helpful advice because you can't pick your child's personality <laughs> hacks to to make this easier I could really recommend utilizing the support system that you do have what we do is we often split the children to go to various grandparents because sometimes it's a bit intense to have both of them at once I'll drop the one child off with my parents and Ruffy will go to Sandro's mom and then vice versa or I'll you know ask one of my siblings to take Ruffy out for ice cream or to come to our house and just play with Ariella or whatever and that has been fantastic so Alessandra and myself actually went to a wedding in Pretoria last weekend and it was the first time we'd been away from both kids overnight and Ariella slept at Nona and Ruffy slept with my at my sister and my mom and it was just amazing they just had such a good time and we were able to go do something that we literally haven't done in four years just be by ourselves without any children so that was that was really really nice and, and I thought that that support system that we have is just absolutely invaluable and and I know that not all the moms on the 4am club have that and and that must be that must be really tricky so something that came up on the group recently was with your second you're much more inclined to ask for help and let people look after your kid <laughs> what yeah. was the difference between letting someone take care of Rafi versus Ariella oh man yeah some of these so many of these conversations on the 4am club I'm just like I was there <laughs> and it was hectic and I've come through it and I'm it just it's horrible to watch other people like wrestling with these things because you know how stressful it is. So with, with Rafi, I went through a lot of the same kind of struggles that, that the moms on the 4am club mentioned today. And I went back to work at three months because it's my own business. Like I just needed to be back in the office and it was very tricky. I went through an agency and I interviewed Nomsa. 
she started work like two days later and then she came to my house and she had signed the employment contract that morning and by 12 o'clock I'm like I need to go out and just not be here um because I just need a break from this from this very adorable child I left Raphael with her the first day I met her and that's probably crazy but this is a person I've chosen I like her I've seen how they interact and I actually really just need right now someone to watch this child. And it was the right decision, but it was obviously really, really stressful. So it was a struggle in the beginning, but by the time I got to actually employing Nomsa, I was so ready to have an hour to myself that it was much easier for me to relinquish that care of Raphael over to to her and that might not be the same for other moms but for me I was like I'm ready to let go um, and to have someone watch watch my kid while I, I go to work but what I did do in the beginning for the first couple of months is she actually came with me to work with me and, and Raphael to work so she would like watch him at the office and then I would was able to breastfeed him and then I'd sort of take them home in the afternoon and, and then go back to the office for a bit so that was that was the way we did it but by the time Ariella rolled around, like Nomsa was just there, she was ready. It was just so much easier. How old was Rafi when you got a nanny? He was three months old. Three months. Okay. And then Ariella was mm. like straight out of hospital. Literally straight out of the hospital. <laughs> I waited until Rafi was going to turn three. And then I sent him to school with Ariella. The, literally, as she was able to go to school, I sent her to school. So. Sure. Because I'm like, she's ready. I'm ready. Everyone's ready. Like, let's just go. You know, and I really struggled to do that with Rafi. I'm like, he's so little. And uh, how much do you think that the justifications we give for, for not letting someone else take care of our child are, are for the right reasons or are about us more than the child? I know that's a little bit controversial, but. From what you're saying, it's like they're actually fine, and you realize they're fine when you finally relinquish that control. And so, for the second one, it's like we actually know that this is more about me than the kid. The kid's actually fine. If the kid goes to school, they're actually going to be fine. I'm not going to be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and I, and and I think the real difficulty is like. Probably they are going to be fine, but sometimes they're not fine. You know what I'm saying? And it's very unlikely that you're going to have a situation where you've got a nanny from hell. I would definitely agree that like so often it's more about us and the feeling that we can control more, that we can control things and keep them safe and wrapped up. But unfortunately, man, there's so much stuff in this world that is really scary. And I just think it's that risk and reward that we have to weigh up as parents and like how much is this a risk versus what is the benefit of if this imagined danger doesn't happen how much is fear and how much is just being reasonable about your gut feeling or yeah and absolutely and we do have these powerful guts and we have to listen to them i completely agree but the reward of sending my 18 month old to school the same school as her brother 
the school that I know the teachers I've I've really it's a, it's a special school good ethos like that is a definite reward that mm. she's going to grow she's going to learn things she's going to mm. really get to socialize versus if any fear I have of her not being ready or you know going to miss me or whatever or some unknown danger at school or unlikely danger so I think that is that is how I approach things there are certain risks that we are happy to accept and certain risks that we're not happy to accept but I think we have to go with our eyes open as to why or why not Mm. we do those things Mm. that's really wise Hannah any closing thoughts I do want to say that as much as having a second kid is hectic and I've obviously outlined a whole lot of things that I really struggled with it's wonderful and I'm I'm so grateful that we wanted two kids and we were able to have two kids I don't think I want any more it's very intense but I'm I'm really grateful for that opportunity and I obviously outlined how difficult it was for Rafi in the beginning and how difficult it was for us him adjusting to his sister and throwing a staple on her head and whatever but you know sometimes I'll go to school and the teachers will be like a boy pushed pushed Ariella and Rafi ran up and punched him and he said that's my sister he's so protective of her or I'll get like pictures of them hugging at school and it's not like they ever hug at home but they're hugging at school and he'll go to her classroom and play with her and he'll tell a random person he's like that's my sister Ariella and he'll tell me that he loves her and it's just adorable and I'm like okay so clearly I didn't totally scar him by bringing a sibling into the world and those moments when they're playing together and having such a good time it's adorable it's just wonderful I mean usually they don't last long and then someone hits someone or whatever (laughs) but up until that point it's absolutely really cute it's (laughs) it's adorable and so yeah it's really nice seeing them develop and it's wonderful seeing them be different people they've got the same genetics they've got the same upbringing and yet they are incredibly different and that's such a joy to watch 